BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, this is Lisa from BeastNet Podcast, and today we're talking to Justin. Um, Justin, why don't you give us a little bit about yourself real quick? Uh, so I'm um, 35. I live in the Slatington area of Pennsylvania, which is a little bit away from you guys. <laughs> just just a little. <laughs> it's only like 3,000 miles. It's not that <laughs> uh, so uh, I am the brewing training partner at Samuel Adams here at the Pennsylvania Brewery. Uh, married for 13 years and have a daughter uh, that's 10 years old. Nice. Um, so you started the Lee Valley Spartans. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I ran my first ever Spartan race in 2015 at Palmerton. Uh, so a great first race to dive into. The sport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had no clue what OCR was, what Spartan was. Um, my brother called me and was like, Hey man, uh, me and Melinda, which is his wife, are doing this race. We need another person for a team. Uh, we got a Groupon deal. Riley can run a kid's race. Do you want to come in? It's 50 bucks. I was like, 50 bucks? Sure, it can't be that bad. Uh, yeah, it sucked. Um, so <laughs> did the first race, and yeah, it was it was rough. Um, and then when I, once I was done, they were like, nah, we're done. Like, we don't want anything to do with this. And I was like, this is awesome. So went home, and I signed up for the – 2015 warrior dash in pennsylvania which was about like seven weeks away but again i like i had no no clue how to train or 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 anything like that i've always been a runner i ran high school uh track cross country did did pretty well middle distance and long distance but um i was like there's got to be people around that our area that know how to like run and train uh so i started this group hoping for you know 20 30 people to join and kind of like help train and um we started that in 2000 the end of 2016 and it just blossomed into this massive massive team uh you know there's close to like 700 people that are involved in the team and third biggest in the state and we have everything from uh elite men elite women down to folks who are just looking to lose some weight and, and, and do some running. So it's, it's really cool to see like that full spectrum of folks that are, that are on our team. That's awesome. Uh, do you find a lot of the teamwork between the elites and the people just starting? Are they very supportive and helping people out? Uh, so that's one thing that uh, me as like the, the founder that I absolutely love about our team. You know, we don't have that like delineated where I'm an elite, I'm an age group. I'm an open, um, yeah. anybody in our team that asks questions, the elites, the age groups opens, everybody's there, uh, in full support of one another, uh, offering advice. You even see, uh, elites offering other elites advice, you know, age group and age group open and open. Yeah. And, and so it's, it really is amazing to watch, um, how our team clicks. Uh, I always tell everybody that, you know, we're not a team. Uh, we truly are a family and everybody truly cares about one another, which uh, is, is one thing I'm very fortunate to have happen. I was never about 
how many likes can we get? How many, how many people yeah. can we get to join? Like it, for me, it's all about quality over quantity. And with the amount of people that we have in this group, uh, we, we really have hit the quality over quantity, which is something I could not ask for anything else. When you say family, have you noticed that's kind of a running theme with obstacle course racing? You kind of find that second family through OCR. Everybody finds those clicks. And like, yeah, it doesn't really matter what the click is, but you you find that click and you find multiple clicks. Yeah. And I think each one of those little quote unquote family groups, it, it helps you um, improve as an athlete, as a runner and, and as a person. Fully agree with you on that one. Uh, do you have any races planned coming up soon? What are how are you getting through the rest of this uh, crazy year that we're having? Uh, so Blue Mountain, uh, I live about like seven miles away from Blue Mountain. You guys talked with Amy last week. Amy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, and I think you interviewed her, right? I did, yeah. <laughs> so it works great. Yeah, Leah Valley Spartan, Leah Valley Spartan. Uh, yeah, so uh, we have our last race of the Hump Day 5K series uh tomorrow night uh which awesome as i'm looking at my bedroom window it's getting dark and dreary and the rain is coming so the course (laughs) should be very very fun tomorrow uh so i have that race um i'm gonna maybe try to squeeze uh 50k in somewhere in november um but i am the uh head race official for the ocr race that we're doing at blue mountain uh this oh awesome Perfect. That's awesome. Um, how far have you guys gotten to selling out? Are you guys still a little bit away? Or are you still working on getting yeah, there? Yeah, we're a little bit away from selling out, um, which I think for the first year is reasonable. Um, I'm yeah. not, I, I, I was, I know Blue was very optimistic of selling out. Um, I think yeah. first year, it's, you know, you, you, you kind of get what you get and then build that reputation as long as the the event goes off well everybody's safe yeah uh, especially in the covid time now you know everything's sanitized yeah. and, and all that stuff um i think a lot of people are apprehensive with this race season so uh i'm looking forward to seeing the folks that are up there uh and and having a good race that's fantastic. I've noticed that too, even here. We've had a few little like mud runs, not quite full on OCRs. And there is definitely a hesitation to do the races right now. Are you guys looking forward to next year? Any plans for that yet? Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to next year. So one thing I'll say this year, we were working with Ragnar Relay. We were actually going to have a private team, uh, Mini Ragnar. Um, that Ragnar was actually going to sponsor with us that we were supposed to do in April. And obviously, as, as you know, uh, yeah. that shit got shut down real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we'll, be, we'll be talking about that as like a big private team event, uh, doing that with Ragnar. I know we're looking at Ragnar. I know a lot of folks are looking at um, OCR World Championships. I know for me personally, um, I'm just really looking to grow that uh, – that I shouldn't say me personally, I should say I'm looking to help grow the, uh, the OMT program at Blue Mountain. You know, I work really close with those folks. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Um, so your team, are you guys all strictly just OCR? Like you said, you're going to do a 50 K. Do you guys kind of have a cross between, you know, doing the five K's OCRs endurance races? Is that kind of go through the whole team or are you more focused on OCRs? 
So when we started out, it really started out as everybody was really focused on OCR. You know, I think a lot of the folks that uh, are part of our team um, now, when they really got into Spartan, were kind of like uh, quote unquote OGs, you know, 2013 to 2016. Um, yeah. Getting into it, like when Spartan was like blowing up like crazy and Savage. Yeah. Um, we were all just really OCR and now it's it's yeah. funny we have we have everything you know we've OCR trail 5k road ultra marathons uh we, we have everything so from a training standpoint for our teammates it's amazing because we can tap into like so many different avenues as yeah. to how to train so yeah we we really have a uh eclectic group of genres of running. <laughs> I think that's really great because you kind of get that cross training between all the different events and styles and it does help with training because if you're focused on one thing only you're kind of missing out on the benefits of everything else if you're not cross training in different areas. Um, do you have a favorite aside from OCRs? Is there one that's below that or next to it that kind of is equal with it for you? Uh, you mean like race-wise or yeah. genre? Yeah, uh, genre-wise. Um, so I I ran middle distance and long distance in high school, and you know I did the did the beast, and I was like, I'll never do a beast. I'll never do a beast again. Did a, did a few more beasts, and then you know it it kind of get going and going and going. Um, yeah. So I've completed one 100k. Uh, I DNF'd uh, three weeks ago at the last uh, 100k. Um, but I really, really enjoy the 100k distance. Um, not because of the distance, but just because of all the strategy that goes into it with gear, hydration, crewing, nutrition, all that, like the amount of time you're out there. Like for me personally, the 100k and 50k is, uh, what I'm really, really all about. Um, next November, I already got permission from the wife, so we're good there. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to attempt my first ever 100-mile um, race uh, down in West oh, Virginia. So That's fantastic. It's either going to go really, really well or it's going to go really, really bad. <laughs> um, what, is that just from doing the 100Ks? Did you just decide to jump up? and? Uh, so looking at, like, the quote-unquote, like, checklist of runners. Yeah the only box I don't have checked so I figured why not why not <laughs> that makes sense um so you're gonna do a Ragnar next year um what made you guys decide to do Ragnar for like the relay is it uh, so more trail are, or is it road running road running uh we're doing the trail uh at, I, nice they call it Wayway. I can't pronounce it the way it's called in New Jersey um, a bunch of our teammates did it, I guess it would have been last year. Uh, and I've heard nothing but amazing things about Ragnar. Um, so we were looking at, we built, uh, the team that I was going to be on, we built a team to where we figured we could do pretty well in the men's division. Um, but more along the lines, like we had like, before everything got canceled, we had like four or five teams, uh, full teams for Ragnar going. Oh, so it was going to be like a huge, just kind awesome. of like, team weekend kind of thing that's awesome um when it comes to obstacle course racing 
there's been a few people that have said, you know, it's dead. It's not coming back. How do you feel about that? Do you feel it's going to come back and make a comeback after this year? Or is it, do you think it might struggle just a little bit? So it's funny you actually asked that. I have told numerous people in 2019 that obstacle course racing, the season of 2019 was going to be pivotal uh, for where it goes. Uh, and I'm sure people that listen to this are, you know, going to think this guy has no clue what he's talking about. Um, but you, you could start to see some trends going in the industry and the business and some, uh, you know, discomfort with certain businesses and brands. Yeah. Uh, and then 2020 hit, I think 2021, I think you're going to see a resurgency in the business, but I think you're going to, it's going to be that 2019 make or break is going to go into 2021 since there really was no 2020 season. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot that needs to be worked out in a lot of brands. Um, and if everything's done right, I think it can get to that 2015, 2016 level, but yeah. uh, you know, the brands are trying to adapt. So are the athletes. It's just a matter of where's that, where's that happy medium where everybody's happy and, and how do we get there um, where all so, or both sides feel that they're, they're gaining something. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, like with OCR, it seems like it's gotten so big that um, the roots of it have kind of been forgotten, like the getting people up off the couch and, you know, families getting out and doing stuff together. Do you think like the smaller local races might have a bit of an impact on how OCR changes and grows? Because we've, at least he, back here, we've had a lot of push for support local, support your local races. And you've got like Blue Mountain that's starting up. How do you feel the smaller races are going to do with the possibility of a comeback with 2021? So I think if, if there's any local races that were willing and able to hold races this year and, and you know, in a safe manner, that's, you know, within the guidelines, I think yeah. it was actually beneficial for them. Um, like I know at blue, just for the trail runs, you know, last year we were averaging 50, 55 people, you know, now we're averaging yeah. close to 80. I think getting those local trail runs now and local OCRs to where you can build that. Oh my God, this was a great race. We loved it. It was run, run well. That's how you build the events and their reputations. And I think that some of the local brands will, will benefit from this. Um, I agree with you. Like we always push, you know, support local five, it doesn't matter if it's a color run 5k, like support local. I mean, you know, those yeah. national brands are always going to be supported. Yes. I totally agree with you on that one. And we've seen some local races kind of come and they make a, a really strong like opening. And then people get so focused on the more national brands that they forget the smaller brands that need that push to continue to survive. Um, that's part of why we've been pushing local. Uh, do you guys have any charities or anything like that that you like to work with to help way, raise awareness for? Uh, so with our team, we're not, we're not hooked up with anything charity wise. Um, you know, we try, we do try to give back, you know, volunteering, you know, with here and there for volunteering for races and stuff like that. Um, 
we've had, I will say like me personally, I've had a tough time uh, with trying to get hooked up with charities because we don't have our 501, was it 501 C3 or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's tough to get uh, charities to work with us to where we can give back without having that. Uh, it's not yeah. something that I really want to push for. Push for. Um, yeah. Because we have so many people that give back with in, in so many ways that I think that we're doing enough uh, and we have enough good folks uh, that we don't need that official title. That to, official title. Yeah. Um, with how, what are you doing to like train for this year? Cause obviously like, you know, we have no season this year. Are you guys, um, do you have a place that you go to train? What do you do to train for obstacles since, you know, we're not really, it's kind of a limited thing right now with the gyms being closed and whatnot. Do you guys have an outdoor area that you use to train? Uh, so we have a little bit of both. Uh, we partnered with a gym a few years ago called Soldier Fit. Uh, and the Trexor Town uh, facility is our quote unquote, like uh, official training center. Uh, we have a bunch of teammates that train there and go through their boot camps and stuff like that. Um, really most of our teammates, like we're, we're very, very fortunate in the area of the country that we are. Um, I can literally look out my window as I am now and a mile away is the Appalachian Trail. Um, awesome. so we have the, we have a lot of trail systems up here. Um, so a lot of our folks run the trails, uh, parks, uh, and then with us being partnered with Blue Mountain, um, and we have some folks working with the, the OCR program there, uh, we, we get some teammates and stuff that come out to the outdoor OCR program, but pretty much we will put something out on our private team's Facebook page and be like, yeah. hey, I'll be at Blue at seven on Saturday. Does anybody want to run with me? Uh, but we, a lot of our folks are just training, running on the trails. Um, obstacles, I know we have a few folks that actually have like mini rigs uh, yeah. set up like, on their properties uh, or have converted some empty space in their properties to uh, monkey bars, hercoys, you know, rope climbs, spear throws, like, like all that stuff. That's awesome. Uh, are your guys' families all getting involved with it? Does your wife, does your daughter, do they race at all? Uh, so my daughter does race. Uh, she loves OCR and absolutely hates to run. <laughs> she will not run if there's no obstacles, uh, which is tough, especially yeah. this year. Uh, my wife does not, she does not race, uh, but I will say that I am one of the luckiest guys in the world to where even though my wife doesn't want to race and run, uh, she is one hell of a support system for both myself and my daughter and she's at any race any condition um always supporting us i know we have a bunch of folks in our fan in our team that uh their wives and spouses or sorry their wives spouses and kids race um we call our our the kids the junior lehigh valley spartans that we do have i would say total maybe like 10 to 12 kids that uh are actively out there uh doing OCR races and, and out there running. So it's good to see the kids out there. We, we do try to include the kids in as much stuff as we can. Like it's, it's nothing to go up to blue on a Sunday and run past a family of teammates that have their kids out there. They're dragging them up, up the mountain. <laughs> I've done that with my kid a couple of times. <laughs> um, so 
do you have any plans to do, have you done the Ultra Beast at all or have you steered clear of that one? <laughs> Is it a goal? <laughs> so a bunch of my, bunch of my teammates, a bunch of the guys are like, dude, you, you, you've done hundred K, you've done 50 K, you've got to do an ultra. And not a chance in hell is that happening. I'm a small guy. Like I'm five eleven, like one sixty, and those heavy carries kill me. Like I hate doing them one time. There sure as hell is not a chance I'm doing them twice. Twice. I'll go run a hundred miles for a hundred k, but I ain't lifting buckets, sandbags, Atlas, all that crap twice. It's not happening. So the heavy carries aren't your favorite. No, not not to say. Least. Do you have like, are there any obstacles like with Spartan or otherwise that like hands down, you look forward to doing it every time. And then there's obviously the heavy carries you're not a fan of, but are there yeah. obstacles that you love and ones that you hate or just kind of haven't quite figured out if you like them or not? So the obstacles I love, uh, we have a few guys in our, on our team that uh, we've created a sub team, uh, which is called team wingspan um, because we have just a massive reach. So there's a local zoo by us that has a picture of a bald eagle's like wingspan. Yeah. So I stood in front of it and my arms are legit wingspan of a bald eagle. So uh, I'm really good with uh, rigs, anything grip oriented. I, I absolutely love one of the obstacles that I've really have a love hate relationship with um, kicked my ass in 2017 in the world championships in Canada was uh, the stairway to heaven. Just that, that transition piece. Yeah. Um, I was able to get it in the 15 K in 2018 in North America. And then for the team, uh, I won't go into the story. We'll just say that there was a issue with the official understanding the rules and me kind of getting a little upset <laughs> and aggressive which i should not have been and i was disqualified oh man that's rough um it is i've had a few time like i should not have i shouldn't have acted the way i did yeah kind of have to put yourself in check you <laughs> um i know there's been a few times like out on the spartan course where you have volunteers that are they don't clearly know the rules and regulations between elite age group and open and I've seen people butt heads with them in the open heats and kind of give them a little grace <laughs> but if it's like a major official then yeah there should be a little bit of knowing what to do and sometimes I think it's hard to keep a level head when you are so into the race and finishing with the time and everything else I can see that do you run open very often or are you an age group uh, I'm an age group. Uh, I, I, when I was very young into the sport, I was, I ran, I ran open for two races and I was like, I'm top 10 and open. I'm going to go run elite. And then I finished third to last and I was like, maybe we'll run age group. <laughs> so jumped far ahead and came back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was some humble pie, but I think, I think in this sport, you really need to, you really need to hit that. Yeah. I think once you eat that humble pie, I think it makes you a uh, better person, better teammate, uh, better friend. You know, it's not like you don't have that friend. It's like, I'm going to go run elite and you're like, oh man, you'll do great. You're going to, you're going to kill it. I think it's where it's like, 
hey, maybe we try age group first and see how we do. <laughs> yep. I'm still working on that, getting out of the open, going to age group. I Go for it. The leads can have it. I'm at my age. <laughs> um, but I think you do, you're right. Everybody does have a little bit of humble pie, whether it's um, getting an injury that kind of humbles you or having a course completely kick your ass because I've kind of had both of those happen. Um, everybody it's has. very humbling. <laughs> yeah. It's really humbling when you, um, when you DNF for whatever reason, when you have a course completely kick your ass and when you get done with it, you're like, Oh my God, I'm never doing that again. But then it's you shut up two weeks later. Or the next day. Yeah. <laughs> um, that happened to me. My first beast was in Montana and slightly ill prepared for it and came in. I was one of the last, I was in the last group of people to finish and it was 2015. It was a founder's race. So it was definitely, okay. it, it kicked our ass. Um, but even after that, it was humbling to know that I had a lot of work to do, but on the same token, I finished and I was like, okay. I can probably do another beast, but we'll work up to that one. (laughs) Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. Do you have a favorite course or area that you'd like to run? I mean, Palmerton's obviously like right close to home, but... That's is there any places down. that you, you prefer over the other? Uh, Palmerton is my favorite just because it's where I got my start. Um, I do work with uh, Spartan when they are there at Palmerton okay. to help mark the course and uh, with Woody Peters and build the obstacles. And I, I know that mountain like the back of my hand. Um, a bunch of my teammates call me the mayor of Palmerton because I know everything about the mountain. <laughs> but uh, I, I like I like blue and you know slash palmerton um but uh the last two years where i ran my 100k is called hickory run state park um it's a little bit north above us it's called in a it's outside of a town called jim thorpe which most people have heard of it's in the poconos uh absolutely beautiful state park there's two two parts of the course that are pretty well known one's called shades of death and the trail sounds horrible my wife my daughter my puppy uh, we've gone hiking there. It's not bad. It's got some beautiful waterfalls, like just beautiful scenery. Uh, and then the other part is the boulder field. Like there is a legit like mile long. I think it's like a, it's over a quarter mile wide, like boulder field. And the organization that, that handles that race is called Uber Endurance Sports. And they put on phenomenal, phenomenal trail race. And they do a bunch around here and in the Philly area. And those are easily the, the two areas that I just love to be in and run. That's awesome. What got you started with the 100Ks? Was it just you'd like the distance or was it just wanting to push yourself a stupidity. little bit more? <laughs> uh, no, it was really, it was stupidity. It was like, uh, so, uh, you know, I work with, I work for uh, Boston Beer Company at the uh, Pennsylvania Brewery and it was a brewer and you know, we're a major sponsor for the Boston Marathon. So we have a big raffle every year to where employees can put their names in and uh, you can get selected without qualifying to run the Boston Marathon. Oh, wow. 
yeah. Uh, so I, in 2018, I was able to run the Boston Marathon. Uh, and prior to that, the longest distance I've ever run was a 10K. So we'll make this story short. I got hurt. I had five weeks to prepare. It was the worst weather in like 120 years. I ran the marathon and was like, I'll never do a marathon again. I'll never do this again. And then I saw the 100K and I was like, ah, why not? Um, you know, I've, I've been tr wanting and trying to find that physical and mental limit um, that I have, which I think is something that every athlete should do. doesn't matter if that physical or mental limit is a 10K. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to find it. Um, and having my wife and daughter there and my parents there crewing for me, like, got me across the line. And then I was like, I'm never doing 100K again. Okay, I'm signed up for next year. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of one of those things, like, just go out and see what happens. Like worst comes yeah. to worst, you run a 50 K and you DNF and most people don't run a marathon, let alone a 50 K. So yeah. Go out and have uh, some fun. It seems like that's a commonality with, um, OCR athletes. They're like, Oh, I did it. I'm never doing it again. And like you said, they sign up two weeks later, or I'm never going to do a marathon again. And next thing you know, they're like signed up the following year to do a marathon. I'm like, Oh, you got hooked. Yeah, no, that's what you're exactly right. You got sucked right. in. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's kind of that's where I think it all starts for people. You get off that couch and you know, you can start with the five K or color run, and the next thing you know, it's like, Oh, well, I've got this race and this race and you know, um I think two thousand eighteen was the year that I had the most races like scheduled and done and it was one of the funnest years for me because it was race after race after race, at least one or two a month. And it just kind of helped hook me into it even more. Um, took a little bit of a break in 2019, just did a few races. And obviously this year it's, uh, it's all on my own, <laughs> no races. We all took, um, we all took a break you, this year. <laughs> yeah. Do you do any of the virtual races that they've had out? Like the, uh, I think mud run did the, ultra virus thing where it was just a virtual race do you do any of those so does your team do any of those our, our team does does a bunch I will, I will say our team does a bunch of virtual races uh we have a bunch of people who are all about the virtual races which is cool um yeah for for me personally like i know where i can hang in an age group competitively and that's what i shoot for like i'm a competitive person even knowing i'm i'm not gonna win but I can hang top 10, top, you know, top 15. Uh, for me, the virtual races doesn't do it for me, but I also cave under peer pressure quite a, quite often. Um, <laughs> so our, our one teammate, uh, Brian Cunningham, he was like, Hey man, we're doing the uh, ORM Ultravirus two, the 12 hour race. And I was like, what the hell is that? So he told me and I was like, all right, well, how much is it? He's like, oh, it's 25 bucks. We can all come to my house. We can all set up a tent, have a pit. And I was like, shit, I'm in. So <laughs> I did do the Ultravirus 12-hour uh, race. Um, it was end of April, or I forget what it was. But uh, I was using that as a good uh, training run for, for the 100K that I had in September, earlier this month. Nice. Um, with the people who really do the uh virtual races 
is there is it just because it's, there's not a lot of competitiveness there for you or is it missing like the the ability to be a part of like the festival area and watching some of the elites go and seeing the teamwork that happens in the open heats is there is that part of it or what's the reason for it so for me it's really um the rabbit and pacing like yeah i don't i don't have like i when i go to a race when i'm in a starting corral regardless of if it's an ocr spartan savage you know whatever yeah uh, or a trail race like i know enough people to where i'm like okay that guy can't beat that guy can't beat i might be able to meet beat that guy so i know that those two guys i can't beat i need to I need to chase and keep in my eyesight. For me, it's really about pace. Um, if if I'm out doing it on my own, I'm just gonna go out for a jog and call it a call it a day, complete call the mileage. Um, but I I do know we have we have a lot of teammates that in those virtual races go out and just absolutely bust their ass and lay down some some really good times. And it's just like that's awesome and amazing. It's just it's not something that I personally can do. Yeah, because you're not. It's that that pacing that you're into, and that yeah. Oh, I can I can follow this person, or I might be able to beat that person, and you can beat yourself, you know, by pacing on your own and getting your best times. But I can see where going out and having somebody to try to catch kind of makes it more of an adrenaline rush than doing it on your own. Yeah, I just want to make sure it's clear. Like I'm not against. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, the, the virtual races. I think they're great, and they, it still gets people out there. It's just yep something that doesn't really. It's got to be like a w- off the wall weird one for to really <laughs> pique my interest. Yeah, I have friends that are. Um, I have one that is into like a Hogwarts, like Harry Potter, like virtual races, and they do it all the time. And they get different medals, and they're all Harry Potter themed, and then you know, like Mike and Don, they've done a ton of the virtual races this year, the Spartan ones, the OCRM ones, like it's been awesome to see them do that because it's keeping them active and going. And um, I do think they're great. I personally haven't done one yet, but I'm kind of like dragging my feet. I miss the, I miss being around all the people and the teams and just that whole atmosphere that's there. So I'm just like, well, there's no app, there's no like there's no festival. There's no, I can't be with my teammates right now. So meh, <laughs> I'd rather just go on my own and go do a trail race so, or a trail run well, on my own. That's one thing that we've been really fortunate with, with blue holding the, the five K series races with, you know, with it being within our area. Uh, it's when we go to a, when we go to the hump K hump day, five K races, there's 40 of 40 to 50 of us there. So that part has really been awesome for our team to where, you know, we might not see each other for a few weeks, but yeah, come to the hump day race and we're all hanging out, you know, and it's, it's good to see everybody. Yeah. That's awesome. We really haven't had a chance to do that here just because of all the restrictions and everything else going on. And we seem to be pretty spread out. I'm like two and a half hours from most of my teammates. So um, it makes it a little bit difficult to, be together and see people i have teammates i haven't seen in like a year now and it kind of sucks at least i can keep up with them on you know social media and stuff but there's a there's a lot of distance out in this area but there are some incredible trails you know once you get a chance to have larger gatherings and be with people um 
I've gone to a few over in Seattle where Mike and Don are. So I think that's the complication for this year too, is if, you know, people are kind of isolated from their teammates, from their race friends. And I can see it kind of taking a toll on my friends here because they're not able to be a part of that whole group and that atmosphere. And I think it's great that your team has that ability, at least, you know, once every few weeks, you guys can meet up and have the hump day races and doing that. Do you think that's helped with like mental health and people staying on top of like training and getting out and being active over in your area? Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, it's definitely been good for the mental health because you, you, you'll see people that uh, teammates that haven't seen each other for, for a few months, you know, I may have seen them in, you know, in passing and whatnot, yeah. but you see them walking around before the race. And it's like, Oh man, he, Oh my God, what's up? How have you been? Uh, yeah. You can definitely see it does, it does good for the people. Um, and it's, you know, as bystanding and being able to, to watch the, the interactions in the team, you know, it does good for yeah. me as well to be like, everybody cares about one another. So it does yeah. good for me to, to see that, uh, yeah. you know, my daughter, she's been up there uh, every race, even though she doesn't want to run. Um, but she's been helping out with like, handing out hydration and hanging out with my, with my dad who comes up to watch the races. So uh, it, it, it is cool to see um, competition wise. So I think this has been the best thing for our team this season because um, so I do all the points scoring and officiating for the hump day. Uh, so after race four you have to complete four of five races to be eligible for the overall series so yeah. after, after race four i break down the elite women the elite men and all the point scenarios as to how this person can win how this person can win who's got locked age groups and stuff like that and uh the guy who's sitting in first right now he missed last race due to uh, a, a medical reason uh, but he's he's back this race, and uh, he's he was like teammates are not they're not beating me. I'm telling you right now. He's like I'm 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 here to win, and it is what it is. So it's neat to hear yeah. that. And the other two teammates like I can't let Seth out of my sights. Like I I I got to be on <laughs> Seth's tail. And it is cool to see that like friendly camaraderie, and you can definitely tell it's doing a lot of good for people, which is which is good to see from my end. That's awesome. That's great that you have that inner workings with your team too, of that competition between everybody, but it stays um, friendly, I guess this is the best way to put it. That's fantastic. Um, I've seen teams where that's kind of fallen apart because people do get uber competitive and they forget that the person they're competing against is their teammate. And it kind of takes the fun out of it when you see the snarkiness kind of start creeping in you know the eliteness of oh I'm better than you um I think that's amazing your team has kept that out of the picture especially having like 700 people in your team do you like the beastnet do you want to keep hearing it be sure to follow us on facebook twitter instagram and more at beastnet pod do you guys kind of cap it off as to how many people you bring in or is it kind of a selection or uh, moderating if you if you i mean anybody can become a member of our team um you know we have a few questions on our on our chat page and 
uh, like our private team page, you know, to, to join, uh, you know, there's no membership fees. Um, yeah. The only thing that we ask is, you know, if you want to become a member of our team, just be involved, uh, you know, yeah. comment, you know, help everybody out. Um, I know we have a very, very strong, like, I call them the OGs, the core group uh, yeah. from the beginning. Um, and nobody puts up with the shit of, you know, we don't let people belittle each other. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, and I know my teammates are going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> joke around and we joke around a lot, but nobody ever crosses that line. Um, yeah. Like I, I dish out a, a ton of stuff, but I'm, I can also take a ton take without hurting my feelings uh, or anything like yeah. that. But if, you know, if it ever crosses that line, you're gone. I, I don't care if you're my, my like blood family, you're gone. Like there's no questions asked. We don't, we don't deal with that at all. That's awesome. Um, like I said, I've seen it in like other teams and other groups where you just get people that are just (sighs) catty, I guess is the best way to put it. They're very like, Oh, I'm better than you. And it's sad to see that because I think that's off-putting to people who are new to OCR racing because it's intimidating. Like, oh, well, I'm not going to be good enough. I just started. And I think it's all about bringing up the people who are just starting because it could possibly just change their lives for the better. Not only are they getting healthy and fit, they are I think it OCR kind of helps you find a new you and a new mentality because you're pushing yourself physically and mentally and lifting those people who are just starting up. I think that's one of the amazing things that OCR does is because a lot of people do do that, whether they're elite or age group, they help the people that come up. And that's awesome to see that your team does that even with, you know, being able to dish a little stuff, little shit out and, you know, pitch it right back. That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh it's quite comical actually. Uh, and the, so one of the worst parts about it is my mom found our private page and, and joined it. <laughs> and like, you would think mom would have your back. Some of the stuff she comments on there, it's like, mom, what the hell are you doing? Like, don't say that shit. It's just like, you're giving them more fuel towards me. Huh? But no, it, it is all good. So like you were talking about like helping new folks out. I'll give you a perfect example. We have, uh, this guy ended up becoming one of my best friends. His name's Chris Andrews. Uh, he was uh, looking to get healthy and, and lose some weight. And a teammate of ours, Kelly, was got him in contact with me and was like, hey, he's looking to get in shape and stuff like this. So uh, he met up with us. And, you know, when he, when he met up, you know, you're talking beginner, square one. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking to just run. Um, in a matter of two years, he went from like, I want to get healthy to, uh, qualifying for the North American championships, uh, winning age groups, running 50 Ks, running trail races, like podiums nonstop. Um, and I ran the hundred K with him. I bowed out due to uh, an injury and he just finished his first hundred K and, guys in his fifties and just started running a few years ago and nobody said like, you can't do this. Everybody was, Hey, here's this, look at this. You might want to check this website out, you know, do this. If you ever need any help, call me, I'll run with you. I'll train with you. Uh, it's just been amazing to see the, some of these folks that are on our team 
just put these very like lucrative goals out there and go out and crush them. That's fantastic. And it's also a testament to it doesn't matter what your age is. You can no. do you can do whatever you put your mind to. And that's absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think I've seen somebody who's in their 80s at a Spartan race. So that's incredible. I love hearing stories like that because in a matter, like you said, two years, that person changed their life. And that's phenomenal. Um, when you're racing for you or even your teammates, do you see where it helps them like mental health wise, if they're struggling, like when you're out there on the course, I know for me, it's, that's my safe spot. That's where I can clear my head and my head's quiet for a while. And I love how that pushes me mentally. Um, my body I know can make it. I might get tired and want to give up, but sometimes it's, it's your head. It's the crap that obstacle is coming up. I don't know if I can do it. And you know, that mental struggle of almost wanting to give up, but you're pushing yourself and you'll, the obstacles that you love to hate for you. It's the carries for me. It's the inverted wall. I hate that thing. Like (laughs) exponentially, I hate that wall, but you know, when I'm able to complete it and get over it, it's like, yes, I have a little victory here. Um, do you see that with your teammates when, you know, it just, they're pushing past their own mental versus their physical? Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and what you, you can see it, you know, once the race is over, you'll, you'll talk to them. You're like, so how did it go? And like, well, I got this, I did this. I beat, I beat my time from last year. I finally got that. And the other thing that's neat is especially in the Northeast, because we are so, uh, you know, so big and so many people do do OCR. Yeah. Um, it, it's nothing to come around a corner, like mile eight in and you hear, come on, Justin, you got this, just, you know, nice, easy pull and it's there. And, they'll wait there for a half an hour to see who else comes through teammate wise and, and cheer them on. And then you're just looking at them like, how the hell did you get here? Dude, we're like 2000 feet up a mountain. Please tell me you didn't finish already. And if you did, how did you have enough time to get back here? But it it is neat to see that, that people do care enough about the, about one another to where they'll, instead of just, you know, collect that metal t-shirt and yeah, let's hit the road home. Uh, they're, you know, they're willing to backtrack the course and cheer their teammates on. And you can see, like, I know I've had a few experiences where it's like, I don't got anything left. And then you come around the corner and there's three of your teammates screaming at you. Like, you got this, you better do this. Like, let's go, let's go. It's like, shit, if I don't finish, fix or like complete this, like, this ain't going to look good. And you just, you do it, you know, yeah. you, you dig down deep and you do it. So yeah, it definitely does play a part for us. Um, I, you know, when you say you like see your teammates, you know, like you said, mile eight in, um, when you race long enough, you get to know like the volunteers and the people who run the races and, you know, you meet people from other teams. I've had somebody like yelling at me from behind. I'm like, who the hell is that? And then they get up over the obstacle before me and I'm like, oh, I know you. And it does that kind of like, it's that pickup of like, oh yeah, I can do it. Are you just, you're going up to an obstacle and the volunteer like knows you by name. And I'm like, hold on who I'm like, Oh, that's right. It's you. And I think that does push people through. Um, I've also seen people cheer on others that they have no clue who they are, but you can see they're struggling and you're like, you got this, come on. I love that aspect of 
racing right there. So you having your teammates and other people have your back, even if you don't know them or if you know them well, it does kind of motivate to get through a race. Yeah. So like I've worked enough with the, with the Spartan staff folks that I know a, a good bunch that, well, I should say the, the beast coast, East coast team. Yeah. Uh, you know, I worked with Barnsey, uh, obviously still work with Woody, uh, Joe Ravelli, uh, Alan Wooten, uh, Colorado, like those guys, like those guys are, I consider those guys brothers. Like I've worked with them so much that, uh, they call me and ask me whatever they need to. Um, and it is cool to go through a race course and hear those guys yelling and, and, and cheering you on for, for me personally, the most amazing experience I've ever had when it comes to a crowd cheering and, and hands down in my athletic experience. And I honestly don't think I'll ever experience it again. Once I go back to the race was the, at the Boston marathon. So, you know, you have this saying right on Hereford left on Boylston. Yeah. Uh, made the right on Hereford ran up the hill. When I made the left on Boylston, you look down the street and there's 30,000 people just sighing, wow. cowbells screaming. I wore, um, I wore our team's jersey uh, when I was running and you had people screaming, let's go Lehigh Valley. You got this. You got like, I honestly felt like I was the overall male elite coming in and I was running like 9,000 out of 30,000. It was just it was just amazing. It's one of those things, unless you experience it, you'll, you have no clue what, what the like. atmosphere is like. Yeah. That's, that is phenomenal. Um, I can't even imagine that. Uh, but like you said, I've, I haven't experienced it and you have, that has to be like an incredible high to hear that and know that random people, you have no clue they are, are cheering you on. And like you said, you know, you felt like you were an elite running through, um, that's incredible to hear. It's, it's heartwarming to know that people, people care, man. Yeah. They doesn't realize is people genuinely do care. Like this world is not some dark freaking place of, you know, the, the bullshit that's going on right now. Like I didn't know any of these people I wanted to walk. And as soon as I turned on the road and I saw those people, I was like, shit, this is on TV. Like I cannot walk. Like I got to get moving. Uh, but people do care. Uh, I, I was, it was so cold that year and raining. My, my hands wouldn't work. Uh, I took my gloves off at mile six. I got to the top of heartbreak Hill and tried to take my raincoat off, but I couldn't get my bib off. And some, I asked some dude, no clue who he was just on the side of the road. He had, uh, hand warmers on. I was like, that guy's got dexterity. Uh, (laughs) And he took my bib off for me and, and hooked me up and like, he, he didn't have to help me, but like people, people care about each other. And I, don't, I think so many people forget that nowadays. I fully agree with you on that. It's um, people have forgotten how to be kind and how to show a little bit of grace towards others. Um, but in the OCR community and even just the race community in general, it seems like people are still able and still want to show that kindness and letting people know that they they care um you know i've seen in groups where people someone's struggling and they're like oh you got this if you need anything message me and i think that's great to actually see because like you said with the way the world is right now it's insane but knowing that there are people who actually genuinely care 
it, it gives enough of a hope to be like, okay, humanity is not completely lost at the moment. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and with, that's what's good for the kids to see who are running these kids races and yes, or the 14, 15 year olds that are running the adult and, and coming up through the ranks. Like it's important for these kids to see that there is that community there that people will help you and get you to the goals that you want to be. I, I, I've told numerous amount of my teammates, like, I don't give two shits about the personal goals that I have. If I can help any one of our teammates achieve their goals, then I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um, we have a few kids that have been in our team and my daughter's one of them. Um, she, and she injured herself at a race. I think it was two years ago. It was 2018. And, um, she was kind of limping along my best friend and I, and her daughter, we were like cheering her on. You got this, you got this. The last obstacle was monkey bars. And she reached up to grab the monkey bar and her whole entire leg started cramping and she fell on her bad leg. And we're like 50 feet from the finish line. And people are like, do you want a medic? Do you want a medic? And we're like, Oh, nope, 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 nope. We picked her up and carried her up the hill and across the finish line. And you know, that was a reminder to her. She's not alone. People are there. The people are there for her. And, you know, it's not just in the race environment too. It's outside the race environment. You see people lifting each other up and like, if they're having a hard time, which, you know, like you said, that's amazing for the kids to see because it's not, it gets them out of like that bubble that some kids have where it's all about them. And they realize it's not all about them. There's other people that they can be helping and cheering on. And again, showing that kindness too. The other, the other cool thing about the sport is, uh, you know, a lot of the top elites, their, their heads aren't huge. Uh, you know, they're very yeah. approachable. Yeah. Um, so last year, we, me and my family went down to uh, West Virginia for the North American Championships. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I raced, I got done, and my daughter was about to go out for uh, the mile, which I will say she kicked ass and finished uh, ninth female for the weekend in the mile race for her age group so that's super awesome proud, proud about that but the coolest thing was um uh me and a couple friends of mine who live out in the, the pittsburgh area their son was in the in the same heat and uh woodsy was out on the course and uh, i i want to say atkins was out on the on the kids course as well and um uh me and my uh, buddy stood on the top of the hill and we're watching the kids kind of go down around through the loop and come back up and the last obstacle before they came back up was the spear throw and uh, his son hit it and came up and then my daughter hit it and as she came up running past me I was like are you all right she's like yeah she was like I hit the spear throw dad and Ryan Woods told me good job like this dude just won the North American championship and was cool enough and supportive enough to go out on the kids course and cheer the kids on like when she was done like she was amped that you know this top elite was saying like great job like that's awesome so it, it is neat to see that it's not the nfl the nba like these crazy pro sports to where these sports stars you know are a little over their heads like everybody's really down to earth yeah they're they're humble in a sense when it comes to that because they yep. know I, I think it's kind of recognized that in order for the sport to stay consistent and growing is you have to support those kids and let them know that hey you're doing a good job and like lifting them up and that's fantastic to hear that 
the elites have are doing that and stepping down from you know wherever they could be you know at the top and have a big head they don't have a big head and that's fantastic to hear um I, again that's another reason why i love the sport is you might be one of the top people but you're still equal with everybody else you don't have a full you know you're not a pro nba athlete or you know baseball or anything like that where they're too good to talk to somebody who's still coming up so that's an amazing yeah. story to hear uh do you have any races that you want to do that are outside the u.s or <laughs> i do um so one place my wife wants to go to is uh switzerland yeah um so i'm gonna try if we ever get to switzerland one thing that is on my bucket list i don't care if they if it's the day i die and they wheel me off the cliff i, <laughs> uh, I want to do sky racing in europe uh as much as i hate uphills i want to go do sky racing and there's a few in Switzerland, so maybe we can time a sky race and a Switzerland <laughs> vacation all in one. Yeah, we've done that a few times. I've taken vacations that are race around a race. <laughs> yeah, they're racecations. That's <laughs> um, something I would love to do uh, is absolutely go sky racing uh, in, in Europe. That's awesome. Um if there's any piece of advice before we go, um, is there any piece of advice that you'd give somebody who's just even thinking about getting off the couch or has just done that and is getting started in the race? Don't stop moving. Um, you know, if you're on the course, if you are actually signed up and going for a race, don't stop moving. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, you know, if you're thinking about it, signing up for a race, like do it. Uh, one thing that we, uh, me and my wife try to instill in, in my daughter is life isn't about uh, all the money in the world. It's about experiences uh, and memories. So get uncomfortable, go out uh, and try something new. It don't matter if it takes you six hours, just go out and have some fun. And I think so many people forget that or afraid to to try new things like uh we went you know we're always trying new stuff we went paddle boarding a few weeks ago I never went paddle boarding but i was like the hell why not right yep that's awesome and where can people find you um social media wise uh so on facebook uh at leah valley spartans um on Instagram at Lehigh Valley Spartans. Uh, if you're on, if you find us on Facebook, we have a the team websites there. Off the top of my head, I forget what the the website is because we just changed it a few uh, like a month or two ago. Um, if you're interested in in joining the team, you know you can reach reach out to me um, or look up at Lehigh Valley Spartans chat on Facebook. Uh, if you answer the questions right and we think you're uh, cool enough, because we're all cool. Uh, well, we'll, we'll accept your invite. That's awesome. Well, uh, look forward to talking to you again. Have an amazing weekend up at Blue Mountain for the Blue Mountain Madness and that, uh, inaugural race up there to I'm this weekend. To um, and I hope you have a great night. Thank you again for coming on and we will talk to you guys soon.
yeah have a great I guess it's afternoon for you right <laughs> yeah still afternoon <laughs> okay. have a great afternoon and great evening see you Lisa <laughs> thanks you too bye bye thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast if you haven't done it yet find us on Facebook like and share the podcast give us a review on iTunes or Spotify all these things will help to expand the show in the future don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear yeah.